Hello, I'm David Tan. Welcome to Like the Color. This is a podcast that dives into what makes creatives do what they do and how they got so dang good at it. Today's guest is Kevin Erdvig, an outdoor videographer and photographer working in and around some of the most beautiful landscapes in the country. Hi, my name is Kevin Erdvig and I'm a freelance videographer. Cool, cool. How long have you been doing that? Uh, since I graduated college, um, I've done it, started it full time since I graduated college back in May of last year, 2019. Did you do this throughout college, throughout high school? When did you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I started making videos uh, for you know for money. I used to make videos for uh, you know for fun with my brother and stuff growing up. And Raj, you know Raj? Yeah, I know, oh, you know Raj. Yeah, yeah. So we used to you know home videos, but I started uh, making videos for my church and school in eleventh grade. So that's where it kind of started. Um, mostly videos. Did some photography. And then throughout college, uh, picked up gigs where I could get them and then um, started working with a production company in Lancaster uh, that I interned with during my junior year of college and with another production company in Lancaster. So been working with them for about two years now, but full-time, full-time freelance was last May. What kind of stuff are you working on? Pre or post-corona? Both, I guess. Both. All right. So before coronavirus, I was uh, working a lot with two production companies out of Lancaster, um, doing different work with both. One was uh, definitely on a larger scale production team um, where I was either gripping or PA or I did uh, uh, behind the scenes videos for a pretty large production um, that was an advertisement um, for a windows and door company. And that was with Lamp House Films out of Lancaster. And then I do a lot of um, kind of grip work and also um, assistant director work with a smaller production company called Disciple Media, also out of Lancaster. Um, so those were those were pretty consistent work. I did a lot of editing for Lamp House, and uh, that was pretty consistent work that I don't have right now because of the virus and everything being shut down. Um, what I was also working on was I'm on retainer with a company out of New England called. Uh, Northwoods Collective. And I was shooting mostly a TV show for them called Explore New England. So I was doing a lot of traveling up right up until the virus. And now actually, which is really the only work I have now, and that is editing those episodes. So that's what I've been doing on the day to day. Thankfully, as this thing, you know, some areas start to open up, we're able to do some more work. Um, I'm working with a dog breeder now, a hunting dog breeder, doing some work with them, a branding film, and then also kind of like a live Q&A, a live um, testimonial film. So going with someone that has already gotten a dog from them and kind of um, why they chose that breeder and that kind of thing. So those are some projects on the on the forefront that I have coming up. But my day-to-day right now has been behind my computer editing, which I'm getting quite sick and tired of. Do you think things are going to change in terms of like the industry or just like it's we're on hold? You know what I mean? Yeah. From the looks of it so far, I feel like we're on hold. And but I think there are things, you know, I've heard that Netflix is starting to make do some filming. And what they're doing is they're, you know, quarantining the whole cast, the whole crew 
and they're doing that for the duration of the filming and they're constantly getting tested to make sure. Um, so I think, uh, it's going to be a slow getting back to normal and there may be like sanitization, um, things with where they sterilize equipment constantly and stuff like that, making sure the environment that we're working in. But for my day to day, like the smaller production stuff that I do, it may just be as little as, you know, we're not shaking hands for a little bit, you know, until we kind of see that we're really moving away from the virus and maybe there's a cure, maybe there's something like that. Um, but for my day to day, I don't think it's going to change a whole bunch. I think we're kind of on hold and I'm, I'm, you know, that's what I'm hoping it for is that, you know, as soon as this ends, everybody, you know, has that branding money to spend again, has that, you know, that drive to create and have more content created for them. And yep. if it's like floodwaters where like, you know, it just backed up, it may be like just this too much work, you know, like there's just so much that I, we can't get it all done. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully. yeah. You know what? That I, I hope that's, I hope that's the case, but I know people are itching to get back out there, itching to not only create, but also have new content created for them. Yeah, is what I've seen so far, and we're just—you know what—I'm just holding off. I've had sent out some proposals. We're just holding off and waiting. So I don't know about you, but I've been quarantined for quite some time since like Mar- mid-March, mm-hmm. and it is now almost June. I got really tired of sitting at home and not being able to do anything because you know, like I do portraiture a lot, so. Mm-hmm. You have to be, like, with people, and I think I missed that a lot. So here we are, you know, starting a podcast, because I could do that in my room. Uh, What things do you think you miss? Like, how are you spending your time? I know you go out a lot, but if you could tell everyone out there how you're spending your time keeping creative and keeping keeping going. Well, I've... I mean, thankfully, I'm quarantined with my family, so I'm not all by myself. But I've just been spending a lot of time outside, to be honest. Just uh, a lot of hunting, a lot of fishing, a lot of uh, we play volleyball just as a family out front. You know, just kept trying to, for, for the creative aspect of it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hard not to work with people. You know, both of us are in, you know, we're both in digital media, even though you do more photography, I do more video. It's a very relational thing. You know, it's a lot, a really relational job, unless you're an editor that's sitting in a back room, you know, on their, on their own, it's really a relational thing. And that's been hard that, I mean, I haven't, you know, been able to collaborate in forever. And that's like what drives me to create is being able to work with other people. So that's definitely been hard, but I've, I've been, um, I took a small hunting and fishing trip with my brother and we're, you know, just making a vlog of it. And I'm excited about that. And that's given me a little passion to edit that. And, you know, just cause I was able to film something and edit it. I haven't been able to film and edit something, um, forever, you know? So that's been, that's been helpful, but also just getting out and really enjoying my hobbies right now. Doing a lot of, like I said, fishing, hunting, mountain biking, disc golf, all that kind of stuff just kind of, you know, gives me something to get, be excited for, you know, to finish my work and, and do that. So yeah, I mean, that's mostly what's been occupying my time. Cool. Cool. What kind of, uh, so you said you 
like collaboration, you know, who have you worked with in the past that you feel was like a dream collaboration, you know? I would say it would probably be the last film shoot I had with Lamp House Films. Um, we had a huge team. It was, uh, I think it was between 35 and 40, over 100 cast members, um, a myriad of locations. And I did uh, the behind the scenes video for the whole the whole shoot but i also you know jumped in a lot of different roles did some uh some editing right on the spot for social media um helped out with some gripping some gaffing that kind of thing so but that that team there is probably one of my favorite teams to work with because everybody you know is has their own creative mindset that they're you know driving their work through but also it's all under under the creativity of the director and the producer and all that. And I think that that crew I worked with there, there were just a lot, a lot of like top notch, top notch people to work with. And I, that's, that's what I miss most. Those, those big collaborations. Mm -hmm. How about someone you haven't collaborated with, but like you'd love to, you know, in this world of social media, we're able to see so many people's works, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't count because I've worked with Tom, Tom Pottinger, but I, I miss working with Tom. I want to I film something with Tom again. That's for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other people on social media. There's another filmmaker for Northwoods that lives out in Oregon, and he does a lot of the films out there for them. Um, and I, as I've kind of started doing more films for them out here, I look at more of his work. His name's uh, Wilbur. I don't know his last name. His name's Wilbur. And he's making some really top-notch stuff out there for Northwoods Collective and Project Upland Magazine. Um, and I hope that we'll be, we'll be able to collaborate on something soon, too. Yeah. So a lot of what I'm gathering, and I'm sure our audience, whoever is listening, is gathering, you like moving around, you know, like the great outdoors and nature. What would kind of like your dream shoot be i'm assuming it's like natural and landscapes Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing yeah i i've um have you seen uh, any of the yeti films like the canisters no yeah Yeah, look up look up some of their yeti films those are some really incredible incredible stuff um i've also a lot of um toyota has some really cool like ads for their tacoma and stuff like that where it just has, you know, the, the, yeah, of course the sweeping land shot, uh, land mm-hmm. shots, but yeah, I would say definitely something outside. Um, outside is kind of hard, um, because of the constantly changing, um, dynamics of that, but I enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, shot cheating stuff that includes nature and landscapes and stuff like that. That that's definitely definitely my 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 favorite shoots are those so how do you you being pretty established in the freelance world and production world how do you how do you get there how do you like learn your craft and get to a point where you're able to sell it you know uh-huh. i think pretty early on i kind of found my niche which is definitely the out outdoor scape you know um and that I do a lot of work for the Pennsylvania Game Commission um, for hunting brands like Project Upland and Northwoods Collective. Um, so I've kind of 
I feel like been able to mesh. Um, a lot of the outdoor industry has been behind in the in a more cinematic sense. Um, I mean, I've been on shoots with people. Um, this especially this one guy um, from the game commission where he. I, I said, Hey, do you, do you ever use ND filters? And he goes, nah, I don't mess with those. And I'm like, you're outside, like in the bright light. Like, how do you not mess with those? Like, so I don't know. I, I feel like because a lot of the outdoor industry is behind, I've been able to kind of jump in and create stuff that, you know, looks a little different than what a lot of people are used to. And, um, that's been fun. And then, the um the other thing that I've kind of been established into is because I interned with Lamphouse Films, I was able to make a good relationship with them. And I've actually gotten a lot of work from them and I love working with their teams. And uh it's a lot of fun there, especially because they only have two full-time people, yet they build out these teams for every shoot. So it's be kind of kind of become a family, even though we're just hired on for some projects. You know, so that's been a lot of fun being able to meet a lot of different people, which has brought even more work for me. Um, and I think the biggest um, attribution to the work that I do is the relationships that I have. And I think pretty much anyone you talk to in, you know, the same space as I am, we'll say it's all relationships. You know, you make a really good impression with someone, you show someone that you're willing to work hard and that you're willing to go the extra mile. And yeah, your content looks good too. You, you will succeed and you'll, you'll make great friends along the way and great connections along the way. And, you know, that's, that's what really has brought more work for me. Cool. And more of the kind of work that I want, you know? Yeah. So we haven't really talked too much about this, but you said you went to college and I know that as well because we both went to college together. And yeah, so our experiences were different in that I went to school for graphic design and here I am not really doing it too much. And you went for video production. Yeah. Uh, how do you think school prepared you if it did or like if I know a lot of people believe in like just build up your portfolio kind of like you said like the relations you make kind of mm -hmm. make what your future is and I think in today's world like colleges are kind of meant for less for the trade and more for the like relationships that maybe the alumni could give you or like the people you go to school with could give you or like mm -hmm. that fraternity, whatever. Yeah. What do you think about the education system, like higher education and the creative person, freelancer, producer, whatever you might call them. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's something I've definitely looked back on and said, well, did I really need to go to college to, you know, learn a lot that I learned. And I look back, I look more at the experiences, um, especially on the media production team where, you know, I was doing live production and I haven't touched live production since then. Mm -hmm. But the, the, you know, just the, the knowledge that I gained and the experience I gained um, being a leader on the team or even just working as a team 
yeah. is probably more beneficial than, you know, what I learned um, production wise on the team, you know? So I think a lot of things like that through school built me, you know, to where I am today. And not to say that I didn't learn stuff in the classes. Like, of course I learned um, technical program stuff, but I do believe that's all stuff that if you have, you know, the willpower and the uh, stamina to do so that you can most definitely learn on your, your own. I know plenty of people that didn't go to school and are doing the same exact thing and probably better off than me, even, you know, without that education from college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, what if I tried to get an internship if I hadn't gone to college? Probably. Um, I was able to get Lamp House's uh, internship and that worked out really well. Um, And I, I may have you know, tried to intern with them for a summer if I hadn't gone to college. Um, and it's funny, I made a friend in college that sent me the Instagram of Northwoods Collective, the other company, big company I work with. And I DM'd them and said, hey, this is the kind of content I want to be making. And the first thing they said is, sweet, where do you live? And they sent me a test project to work on and film. And I ended up using that as my senior film and they loved it. And I was able to start working with them. So. I mean, what do I have found them without my friend, you know, sending me their, their Instagram and saying, Hey, check them out. Possibly. I've just been, you know, I'm just thankful for the experiences and the people I met and everything that has led to. So looking back on college, I'm glad I went, I'm glad I made those relationships that, you know, I've made relationships that have helped me in my business and I've made ones that have just helped me in my personal life. And both of those, I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, so I'm glad for the experiences. Um, and when people ask me, hey, should I go to film school? And I've had people ask me that. And, you know, I, I tell them it's really up to you. If you have, I probably, I'm not a great self-starter a lot of times when it comes to, you know, those kind of online courses and all the, you know, just weeding through YouTube learning. Um, I don't know if I would have been where I'm at today without, but I can't say for sure. And, you know, honestly, there's no point in me really looking back and trying to figure out whether that was a good plan for me or not. So I think it really just depends on the person. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So for the people trying to learn, like if you could talk to, I don't know, 14-year-old you, what would you have said? Not in terms of like education, just in terms of the whole creative journey as as a whole, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'd probably tell 14 year old Kevin to, I'd say, honestly, just shoot more, you know, and that's, that's where I've learned the most is from shoots for better or for worse. You know, um, I probably would have told myself to do more free work for people at that age. I really, you know, I had all the time in the world, go out there, film stuff for free if need be and just learn from that because that's that's definitely where i've learned more from you know experiences on set than i have from you know youtube video of course you know until you do it you don't know that you can and uh and you don't really learn as much from it so i would have told myself probably just to to shoot even more than i was cool cool so i know you're on the social medias where oh have you been on are you on tiktok i am not I, I enjoy your TikToks, the ones you put on your stories. Yeah. Are you thinking about getting into it? I know like a lot of people in the creative 
industry see it as like the next Instagram, but some of them aren't able to like capitalize it marketing wise, you know, Mm -hmm. have you thought about it? I have not, I have not put much thought into it. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you are on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Where, uh, would people be able to find you if they wanted to reach out for some dope, uh, footy for the boys? Just my name. Kevin Erdvig, at Kevin Erdvig, on Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. If you want to connect with Kevin, we have links in the show notes. Thank you so much to Kevin Erdvig for coming out to be on the podcast. The music throughout the podcast was done by Brenton Wainscott and The Pan Jaded. And you can find links to their music in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. My name's David Tan, and that's Like the Color. Mm-hmm.